Since the beginning of time, we as the human race can always count on two things, no matter what. I'm not going to say death and taxes, though they are definitely frontrunners. How about something a little more lighthearted? If we look to social media, we can see them every day. They're always there, lurking in the shadows. Blockbuster spoilers and personal opinions. Let's be honest, movie spoilers are never a good thing, but opinions on the other hand, if applied correctly, can be a change for good, as long as it's in good taste, of course. The DOD promotes its members to speak out with opinions that can be brought to the commanders so that we can perfect the workforce and the mission it performs. It's the key to global power, after all, unit effectiveness. Some commanders have an open-door policy, and others prefer utilizing the chain of command and delegating down to the junior officers and senior NCOs. But the meat and potatoes are still there, as long as there's open conversation for improvement. This is Master Sergeant Andy Sinclair, and you're listening to The Maniac Radio Show, brought to you by the 101st Public Affairs Office in Bangor, Maine. A little later, I'm going to talk more about unit improvement and some ways you can let your voice be heard. This episode's Maniac Fact ties into unit improvement, as well as how one airman spoke up and ultimately resulted in a major change here at the wing. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. I'm also going to fill you in with what to expect this coming drill weekend. But first, back by popular demand, we're going to hear from Senior Master Sergeant John Duplain in an interview he conducted with Chief Master Sergeant Riddle over in PACOM. Sit tight and stay with us. Good afternoon, everyone. I am in Hawaii at Bellows Air Force Station, and I am with uh, Chief Gerald Riddle. And today he's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, his deployment for training that uh, he's been part of. But uh, first, we need a little introduction from him. Uh, this is my first real meeting. I've seen him out and about and around, but I uh, haven't got to work with him. So I've got to know him, and I wanted to make sure everyone on the base gets to know him. So, Chief, why don't you do a quick intro? Okay. Uh, so like Sergeant Plain said, uh, Chief Master Sergeant Darrell Riddle, um, originally from Virginia. Uh, did about 25 years in the uh, Virginia Air National Guard with the 203rd Red Horse. Transferred up to, to Bangor, Maine, lovely Bangor, Maine, in 2016, uh, part of the CE up there as the um, Chief of Operations, Facility Manager, and Resource Advisor. Um, so, great organization, uh, transfer, like I said, nice, nice transfer from Virginia up here. The weather's a little different up in Maine, but, uh, but the summers are awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, for those of you who don't know, and it just dawned on me because I'm a little slow, that his wife used to work in the Yellow Ribbon program. Correct. Terry yes. Riddle. Yes. So I would, would say it's definitely his better half. So. <laughs> it was, <laughs> After with him, no. it was a family move, <laughs> uh, family and kids as well. So Yeah. And she said it's moved on and works as a Yeah, nurse? she's in the Brewer uh, school system as a uh, school nurse. Well, good. Well, hopefully she'll listen to this since you're on it, and uh, we wish her well. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, DFT, what is that? DFT, Deployment for Training. Um, so it's an opportunity for us to get away from the base, uh, go somewhere different, and focus on two to three weeks of, uh, of core tasking and training in the, in the shops. Uh, great opportunity, again, uh, to be able to pull away from the unit and get out of the hustle and bustle, the daily grind, and focus 100% strictly on training. Yeah. 
and you guys uh, have definitely been busy. I've been kind of tagging along through the whole operation. What exactly, uh, without getting too specific, have you been doing here? A couple things. We bought uh, mostly all the shops that are in CE uh, uh, in the operations flight. We have electricians out here, HVAC, utilities, structures, roads and grounds, uh, a couple EAs, and we actually bought some services folks out from our uh, mission support group. Um, priority shift a little bit, the, uh, the job out here, a few changes here and there, but uh, mostly we had renovation of a gym. Uh, for the for the base here, and uh, during the initial phase of renovation, discovered a lot of damage and uh, termite damage in there, and so we had to bulldoze that down, and that's being reconstructed from the ground up. Um, and the second project is the uh, is the troop training quarters in front of it. That's where we're building a 30 by 80 training quarters that will uh, have classroom stuff in it, and eventually probably some lodging type opportunities in there. Uh, and again, it's for the, the active duty here on this base. A uh, couple of little projects, we're doing uh, some sidewalks to some of the cabins uh, that MWR control. Uh, installing some, ca uh, some sidewalks and removing some of the invasive, invasive species trees on the island here, the ironwoods. Uh, so I know we spent about a week cutting those trees out. Uh, we removed yep. probably a couple hundred trees, uh, saving the base quite a Quite a bit of money. I think they're paying a thousand dollars a tree to have these things removed. Wow. Uh, and then we've got some our HVAC shop has been working a good bit with the base. He's like uh, HVAC technicians here doing some preventive maintenance and repairs on some of their HVAC systems. Uh, so that's been a, a tremendous help to the base here. Wow. Seems like you guys are doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. An awesome opportunity. Yeah. How's it been for you uh, having people get out and? Uh, Sort of get this training hands-on for eight hours ish a day. Oh, it's great! It's great. You know, most of these guys on the outside, they they don't work in the field they're in in here. You know, you might have a banker, and then on drill weekend, he's in here swinging a hammer. So it's a great opportunity to be able to focus strictly on that training uh, versus a, a UTA weekend where they're, you know, as I do, the CBTs and the the oh, yeah. medical and the you know your fitness, you know, testing and stuff like that, it just, uh, it bogs down. You don't get as much hands-on. So this is a fantastic opportunity to spend eight hours a day. Uh, for 18 days, we're out here. Uh, so these guys get more training in this two and a half weeks than they'll get in a year right. back at the base. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, actually, you know, meaningful work too, not little pieces of it. So right. actually seeing, seeing some of these go from uh, a base to actually become a building or having no wiring to planning it and people putting wire again. So yes. I know before I saw Sergeant uh, Gay, he's, he's a shop super for that, the electricians, and he's actually said he's taking a step back and letting his younger people kind of plan and organize it to get that experience. I think too that comes with confidence as well. So how do you think that's working out for, the, for those airmen? Oh, great. It, it's an awesome opportunity for the guys to step up, especially as a junior airman or junior NCO, and step up to the next level and prepare to be a, a better leader in the 101st and in CE. Uh, again, back home, you don't get that much opportunity to do stuff like that uh, with the things we had going back for training back there, but to step out on a project like this and take over as a crew leader, you know, as an airman, um, it's an awesome opportunity. Yeah. It really is. I know, too, when you guys deploy, sometimes that you're, you're thrust into more of this DFT-type setting. Correct. And 
you guys kind of kind of have to do what they need you to do and, and work with kind of what you got so it seems like it's a, a good opportunity that way yes and it's not necessarily deployment but you get a little bit of that flavor right of uh not being at home station where everything's kind of comfortable uh, working here and have to resolve problems and issues so yes definitely yeah. um, definitely uh it's interesting to see and it's great to see the amount of work that you guys have put in and, and uh seeing these buildings come up and really just come together. So it's impre impressive. Now for you uh, coming out here, uh, what is your biggest takeaway from coming out on this trip and working with everyone? Uh, it's been, I've had a great time out here. You know, this is an awesome, what better place to do a DFT than Hawaii. Uh, the weather's been fantastic, a few, few storms here and there. Uh, some challenges in the beginning, like I said, the scope of the, the project changed a good bit. I uh, ran into some restrictions out here as far as digging permits and so forth. So we've had to adapt and change a few things. Um, great team out here. You know, we have uh, each shop has a great leadership, you know, in that shop, uh, training those troops. Uh, up in the command section, we have um, Captain Richley out here. She's fairly new to the unit as well. Uh, it's a great opportunity for her to, to have her first project with SNCE yep. uh, as an OIC. So it's it's awesome opportunity for her. Uh, we have a brand new first sergeant that's waiting for school. That's uh, he's out here as a first sergeant, so you know, another great opportunity for him. He's yep. had some a few challenges, like all DFTs, you have some issues to deal with, but uh, he's doing a great job at that. Um, myself, uh, trying to provide mostly just oversight. You know, let the shop leads take control of the project, uh, only step in as needed. But, uh, they're doing a fantastic job, uh, and we services only services out. So we brought. Uh, five services from the base with yep. us, uh, so they're preparing our meals uh, at the RTI site, um, and they've been doing a fantastic job. These guys got coined by the last group of Canadians that yeah. left, and uh, again, don't want to forget the Canadians. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, great opportunity to work with Canadians. First time I've worked with them on a DFT, um, but uh, those guys have a great set of skill sets and it's nice to see their view on things and the way we do things and right. some things are different I've learned a few things and they've learned a few things and it's been a great group of people yeah no awesome and I know too that uh, halfway through our rotation you got a whole new group of yes. uh, Canadian forces that came in so yes. you kind of got to get reacclimated with them Perfect. and then with you and, and kind of get them up to speed so that from my perspective which isn't very good uh, behind the lens is that everything seemed to go good. Everyone's integrated. I mean, yesterday there was sidewalks being put down. People are laughing, and it just seemed like the the crew that left. You know, it is. It's it's a great group. Yeah, we're the second of three rotations out here, and the Canadians are doing uh, two rotations a week longer. So our rotation had the. Uh, it's nice being able to overlap with two different Canadian groups. Right. Uh, so we've processed through with this group here now. 36 to 40 Canadians yeah and uh, you know the first group that was here when we brought when we came in the Canadians that were here had already been here for two weeks uh, so they kind of took the lead on a few things till we got up to speed uh, they processed out the new Canadians came in and we're in the process now of getting those up to speed to take over right and then you're turning over again you did a base tour Correct. this morning yes we had a tour with the 169th out of uh, South Carolina yeah uh, so they're coming up to take over. It'll be in a few days. Yeah, I, this is the first DFT I've, I've seen where it's been multiple rotations. Is there any challenges with that being split up and 
not being able to being in the middle too you don't get to start it or finish it so right yeah you kind of kind of stuck in the middle i guess so yeah and it, well they've got a duration group here that's uh you know two people three people in a duration that's here for the entire eight weeks or so uh, so they've, they've helped to bridge that gap from one rotation to the next. And then, like I said, the Canadians have been a great uh, team to span that gap for the transition. Uh, right. Having those guys here on the ground have been here for two weeks, and for us to have those in yeah. our pocket for another week before they leave was a, was a great, great opportunity. Yeah, no, it certainly was. Um, geez, I think that's all I had. Yeah, I, getting back to services, I know uh, I went up there with them. They were, they were thrilled. They said that they're... Your food wasn't bad before, but it was up a few levels when uh, <laughs> when when the main folks arrived. And uh, Sergeant Bischoff has a lot of energy. And yes, he welcomes them and sings. They have music on and and just ha- trying to have fun, a fat, fun atmosphere. Yeah, and sure, yeah. sometimes you just you know you just laugh along with them and go with it. And uh, it's, uh, it just definitely raises spirits up. I, I believe the, that uh, Sergeant Legs said that it was a morale booster for his oh, yes. people. Having good food and great attitude and just kind of their uh, maniac way was, was, uh, was refreshing for them. So Yes, he mentioned the same thing to me about the, how the quality of the food changed and even the atmosphere of the people. Yeah, He said it was just a great group of guys over there working. It was a pleasure to come in the morning and actually see these guys and, and hear the band playing back there. You know, right. These guys like to sing while they serve okay. and uh, it's been quite quite enjoyable. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add or anything we missed? Uh, not that I can think of right offhand. Uh, you know, it's been a great DFT, great opportunity uh, for this team. Uh, we're leaving this project with a few things left to be done, so maybe some future rotations out here. Um, but the main thing was to get the building up and get it on the roof and dry it in. Yep. Uh, and turn it over to them and figure out the next step. I noticed you got a lift out there. That's going to make things easier. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I said, wow, that's that's uh, that's a lot of work pushing a 4 by 8, eight sheet up. I don't know how, how high that is. Yeah, so we're about 14 feet up to the, yeah. to the rafters there. Yeah, that's so. a stretch. So. A little ways up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was curious how that was going to work. But, yeah, that's uh, definitely good. Well, Chief, I appreciate your time. Oh, that's the captain. I uh, appreciate your time and uh, just wanted to let everyone know that uh, what great work CE does. And I know the host unit here, I've been in contact with them, and uh, they've had nothing but good things to say about your hard work and the great stuff awesome. that you guys have done out here. So um, I think it's impressive. So keep it up. All right. Appreciate it. And thanks for uh, you coming out here and supporting us on this DFT. Anytime. Thank you. It's finally June. We thought the day would never come, but here we are. That means the 101 critical days of summer are upon us, and I know the safety office wouldn't let me hear the end of it if I didn't put a plug in. You know, because they're so hard to get along with over there. Now, I'm not the safest guy around town, but I do know a thing or two about spotting unsafe actions. For instance, texting and driving. We see it every day, and each time we see it, it puts a pit in our stomachs. It's a pretty crazy thing, texting and driving, moving your eyes away from the road where they belong, putting yourself and others at risk because you're distracted, all so that you can scroll down through your text thread or news feed that you haven't checked in five minutes. And the funny thing is, just like DUIs, we all think that we know what we're doing and that a crash will never happen until it does. 
and unfortunately we don't have an infinity gauntlet to turn back time. The consequences are yours to keep. So I'm not going to read stats or sit on a soapbox, but just try to remember that texting and driving is a serious thing. Something I just learned recently is that for iPhone users, you can have Siri read a text if you get one sent to you while driving. That way you'll know if it's important enough to safely pull over and respond. I even think you can tell her what you want to send as a reply, all the while keeping your eyes on the road. Just keep it in mind. Separate topic. What do Leonard Skinner, Ozzy Osbourne, Bruce Springsteen, and Command Chief Master Sergeant Ron Anderson all have in common? Wait for it. They'll all be in Maine during the month of June. In fact, Chief Anderson will be here this weekend. He's the Command Chief for the entire Air National Guard. He's known most for two things when he visits the various wings, being very personable and down-to-earth, and his desire to meet the men and women of the Air National Guard. Oh, and maybe his selfies. But that's because he's so proud of the Air Guard. He is a true patriot through and through, and loves talking with the airmen that make it all happen. I've followed his social media pages for quite a while, and he absolutely loves meeting everyone. He'll be visiting South Portland, Augusta, and Bangor, so be sure to find out through your chain of command where he'll be so you get a chance to meet him. After all, he is a rock star. The Defense Equal Opportunity Management Institute Organizational Climate Survey. Wow, saying that's a mouthful would be an understatement. We know it better as the DOX, an opportunity to voice your opinion on how to make your installation or organization better. After all, we are the subject matter experts. Who better for the commanders to hear from than the men and women who are on the flight line, turning wrenches, defending perimeters, or refueling the birds? But the DOX hasn't always been around. Of course, there have been other versions of it. It seems the commanders and chiefs have always had a program designed to listen to the troops to improve quality of life, to complete our mission better than ever. In fact, if we zip back to 1987, the program that was in place at the time was a direct line to the wing commander. General Martin was the commander, and he took great pride in talking with airmen one-on-one. -on -one. He did this face-to-face, -face, on the phone, or by letter. For those of you who don't know, a letter is what was used before texting and emails. You would literally write or type a paper that would then be sent to another individual. You may be listening to this and sighing or shaking your head wondering why I'm explaining what a paper letter is, but I think we'd all be shocked at how many people have never written a letter. You know, just covering my bases. So in 1987, General Martin received multiple letters from members of the wing with recommendations with things they would like to see different. Things like the possibilities of starting a full-time daycare, adding rank to officers' vehicles' license plates, changes to the pass and ID office work hours, adding more photos around the wing facilities to show off our maniacs, which I can totally get behind, increasing the speed limit leaving the base, and even the possibility of getting rid of the long-time base newsletter, the maniac, due to the amount of money it costs to produce each month. One individual, in fact, stated that if we took the money that we used to produce the Maniac, we could then build a sidewalk that goes directly to 505. But by far, the most interesting conversation was one that I think that we could all get behind. Smoking. 
You see, in 1987, it wasn't uncommon to walk into a building and find dozens of people smoking within the work area. I'm talking worldwide, by the way, not just here at the wing. And yeah, we still had designated smoking areas, but they were still inside. People had been smoking tobacco for hundreds of years, but it wasn't until the turn of the 1900s that science started proving the serious health risks of smoking. Even after it was proven unhealthy, media outlets refused to publish anything concerning the health risks because of the revenue smoking ads brought in. And this was everywhere, not just the DOD or the Air Force. We know today that smoking is bad all around, right? But in 1987, that wasn't fully accepted. One individual wrote to the commander stating that they don't appreciate having to go down to the clinic for a urinalysis and to be accompanied by a monitor who is smoking right beside him. Quote, it defeats the purpose, I think, to promote a drug-free and healthy workforce, but have clinicians smoking tobacco. Uh, yeah, you can't argue with him there. The commander took this inquiry into deep consideration, and from that point on, smoking would slowly be shunned from the wing. Effective immediately, smoking was prohibited from the clinic. Yay. At that point, a smoking ban had already reached the dining facility, so it kind of makes sense the clinic would hop on board too, right? Pretty crazy stuff. But it seems back then, these surveys were just as important as the ones we have now. The commander wants to hear from you. In order for positive change to happen, we need to take advantage of programs like the Deox. The PA shop recently launched an app where you can also go on and directly contact the wing commander through an anonymous email service. You type your message through the app, and then the app hides your identity and emails the commander with your concern or recommendation. The tools are there. It's up to us to use them. So yeah, this is not only a maniac fact for this episode, but also a plug-in for the climate survey and app capabilities to reach out and make a change. Also, don't smoke. Nowhere in the Air Force PT test requirements does it say anything about ripping butts. So supervisors, talk to your airmen about the Deox and app. No organization is 100% perfect, but the 101st can get pretty darn close if we all pitch in. And that's all she wrote for this episode of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm Master Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. Don't forget about the DOC survey or the direct line feature we have on our new app. Speaking of the app, you can download the app by going to your marketplace or your app store through your phone and searching AF Connect. That's Air Force Connect. Download it. Search for the 101st, add it to your favorites, and bada bing, bada boom, that's it. If you get a chance this weekend, make sure you go meet Command Chief Master Sergeant Anderson. From what I've heard, he loves talking to airmen, so don't be shy and go meet with him. And I don't know if he listens to these podcasts, but he might. But Chief, if you're listening, we look forward to meeting you and showing you what the great men and women of the 101st Air Refueling Wing do every single day. We also want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come up and visit us. So we look forward to seeing you around. Everybody, don't forget to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as our official website. You can get to our social media pages by searching 101STARW. Photos, videos, articles, all that good stuff, you'll find them there. Thanks again to Senior Master Sergeant Duplain for doing the interview with Chief Riddle. And thank you to Chief Riddle for doing the interview. As I mentioned before in past episodes, if you have any ideas for the Maniac Radio Show, anything at all, anything you want to get out to your squadrons or, or flights, 
or all of the maniacs in general, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Because if this episode has taught us anything, it's that opinions do matter. Let yours be heard. If you have opinions for the Maniac Radio Show, please, let's put those into action. But that's all I've got. Have a safe and awesome drill weekend. Congratulations to all of the Airmen of the Year winners. And until next time, we'll see you around.